The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Hi, welcome to Past Yet Present. I'm Marilyn Kapp, spiritual medium and author of Love is Greater Than Pain. Those who passed share our need for love, understanding, and resolution. Together, we go from communication to collaboration. Welcome to Past Yet Present. Today, well, today we're going to talk about gratitude. If you're grieving, how do you do that when it feels like it's the darkest time maybe that you've ever gone through? And yet, that's what I'm directed to talk about today. You know, I never know what I'm supposed to talk about until right before we start. I ponder about it and I think about it, but divine consciousness doesn't really give me the goods until um, until we're right in the moment. And then it feels like there's a gathering of souls that want to get the messages out. Last time we talked about channeling in tandem and about how my husband Harry has been downloading and picking stuff up. And today... We came downstairs and we were setting up to do the podcast and he picked up a card that came yesterday from a family we dearly love and they signed their names, all four of them, plus the doggy Luna and their daughter's name is there and she's been out of body for a while. And Harry just hugged the card and we felt Michaela come in and she really wants to talk for a while. She wants to talk about gratitude, and she doesn't understand how her mother is able to, on the physical plane, put one foot in front of the other, and yet she decided to. And she decided to, Michaela says, for me, and also for the rest of the family. She decided to do it, Michaela says, because there wasn't a choice. And if you're getting a little hug, it's whoever is out there with you, wanting to hold you, wanting to help you. Take a deep breath, and let's do our little mantra. We clothe ourselves in a robe of light composed of the love, the power, and the wisdom of divine consciousness. We wear it not only for our own protection, but also so that those who see it or come in contact with it will be drawn to divine and healed. And as I'm saying it, I'm smiling because I can feel all these kids. I can feel some older folks, too, especially an old guy who likes slinkies. And maybe that's why I decided everyone in our family needed a new slinky. Um, It's the funniest thing. Like, sometimes I'll get downloads, and I really don't know what they are. And I think a slinky is a fine thing. But I'm hearing this older gentleman laughing and saying, oh, but I gave them to my grandchildren, and they thought they were so old-timey. And so... There's a gathering of souls. Whoever it is that you'd like to hear from, share communication with, and most importantly, what you're doing right now, this minute, without having to try at all, I hope, and if there are challenges, that's okay too. But you're sending out love. Just the need, just the desire, 
the wanting to resolve, even if there are issues that need to be resolved, because let's face it, if we want to resolve the issues, then we care, yes? And of course, we want to resolve the issues, like we talked about a while back, about we, we think of them as resting and in peace, and we want that, but of course, allowing our soul's pain out, allowing our grief allows us to rest and us to have peace when we resolve what we feel needs to be resolved, and they're out there wanting to do that. So there are a gathering of souls, and um, I can see right now one kid is wrapped around his mom and showing a favorite red fire truck. Somebody else is an artist. Somebody else is showing music. Allow your loved ones in. Allow them to blanket you with their favorite things and the gifts they would like to give you. If you feel something physical, lovely. If you don't, that's okay. I just downloaded that some of you might feel like, remember the old days when you talk about your thinking cap? It feels like you might have a little like a hand on your head and a little bit of pressure, not quite like a vice, but um, just a little bit of pressure. Somebody is holding on to you. Take a deep breath. Allow the shoulders to go down and feel the heart open up. You see, it's all about gratitude, and they find out there the best way to get through to us is if we're thinking about reliving, imagining, not that you don't want to stay in the moment, you are in the moment with your grief for sure, but if you stop and think of a moment that you're grateful for, if you stop and think of laughing with your loved one, whatever it was they, they did or their antics, you see, they are right near you, they need for you to grieve so that you can be healthy. They need for you to carry on and do whatever it is you need to do. And that's why we talked about dogs and cats and people just hugging a tree. We're supposed to let go of the grief. But the people out there want to lift us up. And the deeper you grieve, the more you realize that you feel that you lost so much. They're letting me, they're laughing out there, not because not it's funny, but, but because of the discernment, they're letting me use that word. We lost the opportunity for the physical life that we love to continue. We lost the opportunity for resolution for what might not have been okay. We lost the, res- the, the opportunity. And yet, we only lost it on the physical plane, and they really want us to know that because all those things that they're waiting for or hoping for, just like we are, they're here and they're present and they're accounted for and they want to know. So some of the older folks out there are saying, hey, look up and forgive us. You know, we, we parents, grandparents, we, we learned while we were going, we we're just kids and, and then figuring out along the way. They want us to know that even sometimes when they pretended to know what they were doing, we're, we're all just doing our best until we can get it right. And, of course, if there are some who feel they didn't do their best, there's the understanding now with all the help out there to figure out if it's patterning, if it's what the intention actually is, if there are old wounds that weren't healed, or even even the wiring that might not be right mentally. Because when you come down to it, for most of us, the intention is pure and the intention is love. And yet we're afraid to be vulnerable and we're afraid to put it out there. And one of the things I hear constantly out of body is, why didn't I? Why didn't I? What? We would cry? What? I I would. But it's scary. 
And when we're out of body and getting the help, they report, you know, no matter how much shame we're feeling at not giving, not bonding, we're allowed to understand the intention underneath it, what we wanted, and whatever the disability was at the moment in time when we were in body, we're given the opportunity to understand what might have put that in place, what might have put the blinders in place, what might have put the shame in place to emote. So many kids are shut down, and there's a wound inside them, and then, you know, they grow up and become older folks, and they're not letting out some of it, and they don't even know why. So the biggest thing out of body is when you're understanding why you might have held back, giving yourself a break out there and understanding that it wasn't the intention. And they're hoping for us, if this is your situation, feel your feet on the ground or if you're sitting or lying down, just feel yourself magnetized to the earth plane. You're not going out. You don't have to run out of body to have this communication. But your loved ones are near you. And I'm getting a little chorus of, well, actually a great big chorus of, they're so very sorry for not having the consciousness. Because, of course, whatever it is that they can't take responsibility for to share and put the right foot forward emotionally for whatever reason, if they don't realize it while they're still here, if we don't, we have the opportunity when we're out of body to understand this process. And while the knee-jerk reaction might be shame and being upset at not giving from the heart the way our heart wanted to, and we'll have our gut will, will cringe, they, they need to understand that that was in the human form. And like all of us, there are a whole lot of reasons that we hold back, but you know what their biggest desire is? That you not hold back. And while they, I just heard a chorus of forgiveness, and you know that's a very personal thing, and only you know what happened for you, what the interaction is. But forgiveness for not being able to emote emotionally is usually a learned behavior. And if somebody does have some wiring that's off or some toxicity in some other way, it's only going to be amplified by the myriad ways it's reinforced to not emote. But out of body, there's no shame and there's nothing other than wanting to share that love. And one older gentleman just said, you know, I didn't even think it through, but I think my head would have exploded if I said things that I didn't know. I didn't have those tools. A very sweet and very dapper lady just said, I, I didn't even know how to hug. I didn't know how to raise my arms. I was told that women shouldn't and women should hold back. And I feel like I held my heart back. If any of these patterns resonate with you, what our loved ones out there want us to understand is while they were robbing you, and, and there are tears here, while they were robbing you of, well, you know, what, what you come in and expecting, the love, the compassion, whatever it is they couldn't give that you were robbed of, we need to expand our hearts and understand that they robbed their own hearts as well. We're not talking about people who purposefully withheld. That's another story. And mostly, even if somebody is a narcissist and acts selfishly, most people in that position, it's the wiring, and they're trying to unscramble it, and they don't have the tools. Most people, look, we are divine consciousness. We are light. Our intention is good, and then we're given this rocky road sometimes. And, you know, I think it's lovely. That's the name of an ice cream, too. Let it be a reminder. 
And a kid just said, yeah, I remember that it's nuts too. There are nuts in there and sometimes we can be nuts. So <laughs> I can feel the segue. The older folks want to talk first, but this is about the kids today, a lot of it. But if you have an ax to grind with the old folks out there, if they weren't able to be fully present from whatever trauma, post-traumatic stress, behavioral issues that they were taught, because a generation or two ago, oh boy, there was a lot of, and hopefully not around you, but you know, children are to be seen and not heard. God will punish you. I, I heard that one. But um, I, I also always believe that God in, in divine consciousness was a part of me and my pal. But yeah, you hear that enough and you think you better watch your step. And then you're out of body watching a life review, a person out there, and seeing where, oh my God, why didn't I run and hug and do? And for most, it is not withholding. For most, it is a habit so deep. So many of them want to get this out to you. A habit so deep that it wasn't that they were stealing from you. They were stealing from their own heart. They weren't able to feel that they didn't have the tools. And whatever you were robbed of, they didn't have themselves. So it isn't purposefully withholding. It isn't. But with the understanding of this, they do ask, take responsibility because we are all following the patterns of the ones who came before us. And oh boy, most of us spend a whole lot of our lives first absorbing everything that we're taught and then picking through it, picking and choosing, and oh, a bunch of kids are laughing, and deciding what to keep and what not to keep. And we can look at the patterns of our elders and say, oh, we're not going to do that. Oh, no. How many times have we heard our mothers or our fathers' <laughs> words coming out of our mouths and it's like a hiccup, oh boy. And hopefully it's good things. And hopefully with whatever trauma and pain you or any of us might have had, hopefully it's with good intention. But the divine consciousness out there is good intention. And not that I believe we're insane enough to ask for trouble before we come in. I do believe from what I've learned from the people who channel in, that we choose situations to give us the biggest amount of expansion and growth. It's not easy. And I know I've mentioned a friend whose son is out of body looking up and saying, oh, I, I'm so sorry. I know I chose this path, but I'm so sorry to my own self, she would say. So let's have a little compassion, not just for them, but for ourselves. And the lesson they want to give is they love, they love, they love, even if they were taught to be contained, even if they acted selfishly. And we want to, of course, be able to do whatever it is that we can do so that we're not standing there with a life review and repeating our parents. And even if, if we have the situation, even if we don't have the tools, take a deep breath, feel the intention Feel the love that emanates from you. I'm getting a little flicker of discomfort in the lower back. If that's coming in for you, well, you might have some back issues, but if I'm picking it up more as an emotional thing, that comes in when there feels like there's lack of backup. You're standing here on the physical plane, and for those who have the older folks out there, we're not used to being out there without our parents. We might be 5 or 50 or whatever, it's, it's mom and dad and grandparents. We're not used to functioning without them. 
So have some compassion for yourself. Have some compassion feeling, again, rooted to the physical plane. And know that these loved ones are draped all around you. Now, now the kid chorus is getting loud. They wanted to be polite and let the old folks go first. And there's a lot of laughter and hijinks and mayhem out there because you, th- you think souls are slowed up because they went out of body old? No, no, no. We leave the body behind. Of course, but we take with everything we learn. So just like one gentleman who um, I channeled for many years ago, he kept saying, I don't have a leg to stand on out here. And I'm thinking, what? And I repeated it over and over and over. And the kids, his grown kids are trying not to laugh. And then they finally said, he would joke about it all the time. They amputated his leg. Okay, so the thing is, you can bring the patterns, and you sure as hell can bring the humor, and yes, even the ones who, as, as who is it, Ned Flanders on The Simpsons would say, you know, what is it, H-E double hockey sticks or whatever it is, they're laughing. You can say, you can do, you can stretch, you can groan, you can moan, and you can figure it all out there, but how much more delightful to do it here. It's easier to pass it down, but it's also a whole lot easier to be happy in your day-to-day life. So take a deep breath and feel the ancestors. Feel those who went before you. If most of them are still in body, wonderful. Think of all the love you want to emanate out to them. And if there's something you want to do or say, don't make yourself crazy. But just feel a softening, feel a sharing, and allow whatever intention you have. That doesn't mean go knocking them over if you're mad, okay? Yeah, verbally maybe. Here's the thing. The reason they brought that up, even if it's challenging, if we have the opportunity, isn't it better to do do it here? One thing, um, oh, the kids are like drumming their fingers going, I thought we were going to start now, but they want to add one more thing. The older folks, back in their day, they're saying that with humor, a lot of them would get into, you know, it isn't, we're talking about love and not wanting to be withholding. And most people, we don't want to withhold love, we want it to flow. But they're talking a pattern, if we're going to address this correctly, to talk about the pattern of shunning, I'm not talking to them, they're no damn good, whatever it is that people do when they close the door. And they want to remind people that that's a pattern. It's been taught a lot of the older generation and this generation too. And I'm sure all the way through the ages are taught in black and white. Somebody is wonderful until they're no good whatsoever. Allow the heart to soften. And nobody's pushing you to make choices or to put you in places that are uncomfortable. Please, 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 they beg of you. Listen to your heart and not put yourself in a position where you might be harmed emotionally or otherwise. But if there's something angsty that you really would like to resolve, and if it's really bugging the you-know-what out of you, it's because you care. You know, there's the old saying, you know, hate isn't the opposite of love, it's indifference. And if you're not indifferent, and if you're all angsty about it, take a deep breath, allow yourself to feel it. Slamming the door and not allowing resolution is not going to help you at all. They say that, what is it? I I know there's a great quote out there, they're laughing out there, about, you know, carrying grudges is a good way to hurt yourself. I I paraphrased, it's, it's, (laughs) they're laughing. They're the ones who put in grudges. Grudges are heavy. You don't want to carry them with you, especially going out of body. So that's the thing when we talk about that you leave your troubles behind. 
You leave the physical body. You leave all the things that you really are, that you feel are weighing you down. And yet sometimes you don't, you know. People who are out of body, most of them are carrying, how can I get through to the ones we love? How can we help them? Again, rest and have peace and have joy. How, how can we do that? But when they look at the life review, they might see ways that they actually blocked the flow, not just in being grumpy, but in really just blocking it. So that's why if you're in the business of wanting to open things up, if you're in the business of forgiveness or even not in the business of forgiveness, but if you're in the business of lightening up, they're saying out there, this is something you can do in a grand, broad way, even before you discuss with your loved ones and maybe with the help of people here, the things that weren't resolved and the things that are paining you. But what you can do, very specifically, even though it's non-specific, it's like an umbrella to protect you and to open the gate and allow the love, is once again, talk about your protection and intention. We clothe ourselves in that light, not only for our own protection, but also so that those who see it or come in contact with it will be drawn in and healed. In other words, you're inviting in your loved ones on the level of intentional healing that you are establishing. You're the one who sets the boundaries now. And a lot of us with parents, we didn't have a lot of choices with that. You set the boundaries now. And how much more lovely that if you find you're setting the boundary so that your heart doesn't get hurt, because you have to pull back because experience has taught you they couldn't be present enough, kind enough, loving enough. Look, we're, we're all a conundrum of so many emotions and organs that can throw the brain off and the brain itself. And things happen. We're not diminishing pain at all. But if you can do that light, focus that light, and without focusing on the specifics where your head is going to get involved and you'll have a knee-jerk reaction, oh, you can taste it, you're mad. Maybe you have a right to be. Maybe not. But for your own sweet self, take a deep breath. You discern the level and the vibration of what comes in in terms of healing. They want me to repeat it. You decide. You decide the level of vibration. So nothing can scare you. And even if somebody was not the kindest, and even if they were downright scary, they can't touch you in any way because your intention is in place and you're filled with love. Maybe not for them at the moment, if it was rough. But here's the other thing. Just like here on the physical plane, if somebody is really having a moment and wanting to engage you in anger and all kinds of stuff, of course, the brain is trying to defend the vulnerability, so they go to this place, and if you engage, if you have a knee-jerk reaction, and if you respond in that manner, it makes it easier for them to stay in that place. And if you can take a breath and feel what's inside you, not just as a knee-jerk reaction from what's going on around you, especially when we're calling in or allowing or even just sending out love to those people who might have perpetuated these patterns with you, 
how glorious it would be to lay down the armor that we have had to wear sometimes in some circumstances, knowing that our loved one out there, if there's resistance and they truly are not well, or we're talking about, you know, the rare cases of somebody who's truly, you know, there are labels, you can say psychopath, whatever, whatever you want to say, they're being protected and they can't harm you because they're in a rehab setting. And the others, the great grand majority, we're, we're all floundering around out there the way we do here, trying to figure it out. And here's what they're really trying hard to do, disengage from the patterns that weren't their own, that they picked up and carried, wanting to help us do exactly that. But also as they're disengaging from this, there's the beauty of it. Picture the energy just dissipating from that. Picture them learning who they really are. And maybe they're surprising themselves in a delightful way, and maybe there are things they don't like. But what they're doing is they're dropping what they don't need, present and accounted for. And I would say the vast, vast majority of those I channel are doing it with the impetus of taking responsibility for whatever they mucked up here so they can help the family. Wherever they are in that, as we start to disengage from the horror that we might carry, if indeed we do, we're aligning ourselves on the same vibrational level with them as they disengage, well, not disengage, acknowledge and take responsibility for their behavior. Don't think everybody's off the hook. You know what the hardest thing is? A mirror. We all know that. And when you're out there and you see the things that you don't remember and you don't even know why, that mirror can be pretty rough. So with love and tenderness, they're asking us, if it's in you, to send them a little valentine and some sweetness in this process. And in the meantime, what you're doing is they're showing a sweet image, rolling out a red carpet. So that as you move forward, you're on that carpet too, and you're not slipping and sliding. Now, we said we were going to talk about kids, didn't we? But I have to say, real time. And they go with the needs. And apparently, there are enough people. And again, it's interesting because we record this, and it comes out later, and you're listening to it at whatever time you're doing it. However, vibrationally, as you tune in, and this happens in, in, in many venues and in many ways, the alignment shifts. It's an invitation, you know? And like I've mentioned before, if you've seen a medium and you have um, a, a recording of it or if there's special music, there's certain things we can do. You, and I've channeled in for people, if you want to put on the recording of our session and just turn down the sound, it's an invitation. All it is is energy. Sometimes we on the physical plane need to use a physical manifestation so that we'll believe it turn the dial, do whatever it is. They don't need that, but we're physical, so sometimes we do. So here we are, all these people out there, the kids were pushing and pushing, and don't worry, we are still going to talk about the kids. No, 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 we, we are going to do that. That Michaela is in charge of things here, but she says, you know, and, and right now she's running the show. <laughs> um, she's a sweetie. I'll talk about her more in a minute. But in the meantime, they're being very polite, they're letting the uh, older generations go first. 
And that's a segue because we really need to care about how they're doing out there considering they're the ones that are holding and loving and helping the kids who have gone out there. But let's really look at the truth and they're laughing out there. Just like the the parent is the parent to the child and then like an hourglass or a pancake, you flip it and how often do we learn from and um, be taken care of by the kids. So it's really just the segue to it's all about love. So let's talk about some of the kids who are coming in here. Oh boy, there's a crowd. So our friend Michaela, she passed a few years ago and um, she, she has been working with her parents and um, in constant communication, basically. She wants to um, say that the, who she is, her favorite, she's quite an artist. Um, when I think of her, her I think of effervescence. Um, she is, she sparkles and she's talking about something that she's been helping a lot of kids out there. It seems as if when I channel for someone whose child is out there where the parents are really having good communication, again, still the grief, can't, can't get away, we're, we're in the physical, as you know, but when there's ongoing communication where there's laughter as well as tears, where there's hearing and taking direction, they go out and walk every day and she brings them signs and, and she brings them gifts and she does it every time. And, well, she's laughing. She says, people won't perceive it as every time. Here's what we need to tell you about signs. We're doing it all the time. It takes a bunch of energy. If it's a higher vibration, it's easier for us. A hummingbird is high vibration, so it's easy. <laughs> the kid, oh my goodness, a kid, this is a while ago. A kid came in and he talked about he lived in the city and he had to communicate through squirrels. When a parent, a sibling, a grandparent, or friend, or anybody, aunties are very important, so, and so are uncles, when they look up, and they send out love, even, again, sometimes we talk about faking it till you make it, even if your heart knows it, and your brain isn't having any part of it, but your heart knows it, that they'll get it, put it out there, it raises the vibe. And you know what? <laughs> they're, they're laughing. They want me to say, and what the hell? I mean, really, sending out love, it's going to make you feel better, even if you believe it's a big black void out there, a big empty space, that's not the case. And again, like we talked about rest in peace, that's, that's actively asking them to do something. Our core belief from the soul is the knowingness of how we came in and that we go out and that we're never disconnected. So when we feel disconnected, when we feel that there's no one out there listening, or even if well, we are looking for signs and looking for signs, and let's go back to what they were saying about that. And I just felt like a lot of you, oh, it feels like a brick on top of your chest. And if you please just send me something, send me something. They're learning how to do it, just like we're learning how to live in this newer reality, however long it took. That love we have for people is so intense and so big that it's still a newer reality on the physical plane when somebody we love transitions out. 
we need a place for that love to go. And if you direct it to everyone in the whole wide world, that's wonderful. And if you have some to send to them, that's wonderful too. About a year ago, I channeled for a woman who was retiring from a very long career in medicine. And um, two lovely, sparkly young women came through. Both her daughters, one was about to go off to college. They were driving together. They were going to go look at the new place where, where the older one was going to live. And uh, there was an accident, and both went out very quickly. They talked about how proud they are of her mom. And they talked about a conversation her mother had many, many, many years ago. We're talking like many years ago. And that she would stop and take a deep breath, the mom, and, and remember that conversation. She told her daughters after they had gone out of body, it wasn't that she believed, she didn't know what she believed. She must have really felt they were there. The older daughter says, oh yeah, she did. She did. But what she did for herself on the physical plane is what she did for the rest of the world on the physical plane. She made a vow to her daughters that she would take all the love she would have given them and then some and give it to the world and give it to her patients. And she did. She did. She was well into her 80s when we had this conversation. I think she was semi-retired at that point and had some health issues. But she said she was afraid to stop because she had to keep that love flowing. Isn't that beautiful? And she got to hear at this point in time the daughters saying, okay, it's okay now. And they talked to her for a good couple hours about how that love can continue to flow. And several people who she had treated and who stayed on the earth plane a lot longer than they might have showed up to thank her for her kindness, not just for her expertise. But the daughters told her it's time to relax now and just feel us, read a book, talk to us about it. We're your companions. We have been. We've heard you every single step of the way. And you know, they want to say their mother's heart was as full as it possibly could because she allowed the love to flow from her. And of course, it's replenished constantly. And so we have, remember the other day, time we talked about the figure eight. You lay that eight down and it becomes infinity. Follow that. Just follow that in your mind, that infinity going around and around. Whether she was conscious of it or not, she gave that love as dedicated to her children. Why, Why get constipation with love? She kept it flowing. But what she didn't realize, or maybe, maybe, or I would really think her soul absolutely did, it would flow and then with her children, with her daughters, and it would flow from their hearts back into hers. Infinity, expanding, expanding. And I believe, and I hear from out there, that every patient who was touched by her was changed because of that love. Her decision to stay on the earth was not an easy one, the younger daughter just said. You can only imagine, and I'm sure she's addressing you if you're in this position, how many people want to run and chase and be with them? Of course, how could you not want that? 
The older one is saying, we had to really work with my mom and your kids are working with you. Yes, they are. And even, even if you can't feel them and you're not getting the signs that you wish you were getting, if you just look up and say hello, if you just look up and say, you know what, I don't know what my brain says, but my heart has to continue to love you. My heart has to continue to love you. Michaela says that's how her parents get by. That's their vow. They have to continue to love. We're a very loving family. Doesn't mean we didn't bump heads. Didn't mean we didn't argue. But that love, the consistency, no matter how rocky it gets, that's always there. These two sisters that went out who were just talking about their mom, the doctor, just came on either side of Michaela and they're hugging her like bookends. Do you know they support each other out there? Do you know they help each other because you, you think your kids got frustrated here with whatever they had going on in life? And of course, we all get frustrated, but you know what? Imagine, imagine they're laughing out there. They want to say this lightly. It isn't, the words are going to say far more, they're going to sound harsh and I don't want them to. And of course, they're not suffering out there the way we do because they're with us. They know, they're not hoping, they're not looking for signs. They're the ones who are creating them. They're frustrated with how quickly they're learning because they want to get through to you. They're figuring it out. They're not suffering the same way. They're not going on hope and faith. And we're looking for the signs so that we're not going on hope and faith. But even if we don't see the signs that the brain wants, that will rest our hearts and, and relax our guts, let your heart speak and gift them. Good night every night. Good morning. If it's too hard for you, acknowledge it. If you can't do it, then don't do it. But what all these kids want for you to know is that a heart full of love ungiven, and they're showing tears. It becomes a heavy burden. It becomes heavy. And the heart just wants to share. You know, an enlarged heart, you know, the Grinch, the Grinch, he opens his heart, and, and at the end it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and isn't that lovely? Well, in real life, an enlarged heart, we know it's love, but, you know, we want to keep that heart muscle healthy. And do they align in sophomoric ways like that? Sometimes. Sometimes not. Louise Hay did some wonderful work on that. She comes in and channels in. You know, it's interesting. She, we'll, we'll talk about all of that sometime and focus on some of these things because some of our greatest minds and souls and sharers, <laughs> that's, I guess, the word that's coming in, Wayne Dyer is here, Louise Hay is here, they're continuing their work and they channel it into us and they come in and help. That's going to be a fun one to talk about. But one thing she wants to say is that sometimes we, we, are, we are in a place now in our expansion and consciousness that sometimes we can make it our responsibility that, yes, is there a correlation that the knee is hurting and that could be because I'm afraid of moving forward in this way? Yeah, there's a correlation spiritually. There always is in some way. But does that mean we blame ourselves for not figuring it out fast enough so that, oh, dear, it resulted in a pained knee for me to get the message? 
forgive yourself, be kind. That isn't the message. The messages are to help us and understand our behavior and our spiritual expansion. And if we're making the correlation that that's the divine consciousness visiting, we don't have to punish ourselves for the great antenna, our body, our instrument for telling us what we need. We've been conditioned sometimes to ignore don't be hard on yourself. She says sometimes people will take her work and, you know, Einstein talks about people misusing his work, all these beautiful things that come through. But let's let our mind relax and let the heart accept the work. It's for our healing and not for self-judgment. So that was a little aside as she's here, but we'll talk about that another time. Well, it's a segue that that line, what she talked about self-judgment are we judging ourselves because we're not picking up the signs? Do we think we're just not whatever? Well, we've talked a lot about the frequency itself. This is, this is the physics part. If we are in grief and our vibration is lower, it will be harder. It will be harder to channel. And as I've shared a few times, I could channel for others, but not my mom not my mom for about a year, and now I can. So it comes, and we have to be patient. They're asking us to be patient with ourselves, but ah, <laughs> we need to be patient with them. So often we'll dream, and we can feel it, we can taste it, and we don't remember the words. Remember, we talked about this already. They're learning how to get the words through, but like we've talked about before, our first language is energy. So what you might feel, if you're getting words so many times, people will channel in, oh, when you're driving, you'll just, we talk back and forth and you think it's in your head and yes, it's real. And they talk about the conversations to prove it. It's so easy for us to think that we're not doing a good job. Again, some of the ways we've been programmed and when we understand that that's come down the pike from our parents, there's a lot of to forgive there because they were taught that. Don't forget a lot of the dysfunction that we were taught. They were taught. So as dysfunction can snowball and run down the hill, so can healing. So can expansion. And absolutely all the time, so can love. You don't need to know what you're doing. You think they know what they're doing when they get back out there? You know, picture a baby coming in. They take, tell you all the secrets to the universe, of course, the minute they get here, probably, so they can't talk. They'd get up and walk around, but they can't. When people go out of body, there's a little bit of time. You know, if you, if you do a lot of your life review here in the physical body, I, I hear that you can waltz right in there go right to the dance, go right to the party. And even though we do do that, a lot of us, most of us, have a lot of homework to do. And so we acclimate. Just like when we come in, we have to relearn how to, how to do it again. And the physical body might be a little harder because we're wearing it. It's an instrument. It's like getting in and learning how to drive a car. And if you drive a standard, if you're as old as I am, that takes a long time. Um, some of us are, have an easier time acclimating to the body and find ways, dancing, sports, all the ways that can help us feel so comfortable in it. Some of us are never really comfortable in our bodies and more comfortable hanging out out of body. <laughs> it just made me realize, you know, just because just I'm, I'm channeling for you here doesn't mean that I'm not learning. They just chuckled at me and said, why do you think you dance so much? I was a big dancer when I was a kid. I was trying to learn how to stay here because I was so much more comfortable hanging out 
in the higher frequencies. So, um, you know, and dancing is a wonderful thing. Since then, I've had some diseases and accidents, and sometimes I think it's it's the learning how to be here on the physical plane. We'll talk about that sometime, too. Um, I might sound like a crazy person, but I, at this point, I'm grateful for whatever I've gone through for the learning curve that's happened, but I sure as hell wouldn't wish it on anybody or myself again. Isn't it easier to look back and say, wow, that was rough, but I learned something? That was a little analogy they, they pulled out of my head to tell you. When we're out of body, we'll look at everything that went down and we'll look at all the pain we were in. And we will glean just like those. They're showing panning for gold out in the West. You know, it's, it's, you have a sieve and what you don't need, even though it helped you, it falls out. But then there are some golden nuggets in there. What you learned, was it worth the pain? Well, you're safe. You're good. You're with your loved ones. You're out of body. You can't be hurt. That's for sure. Isn't it amazing how on the physical plane, it's almost like a shadow dance of the potential out there or of what we're doing out there. Potential being if we choose, because once we're out there, you know, we backpedal and want to heal the things we, you know, the mishaps or the missteps we had here on the physical plane. But then it's inevitable to be expanded with the divine. It's inevitable to have it all be about love. It's inevitable for the older people who are trying to get through to us to let go of those old patterns, when we get there and we hug them, ah, how that pain will go, how the intention will override, even as we discuss the hard things that happened. The kids, they want to be in joy. Everyone wants to be in joy. The kids really, really, really want to be in joy and pull you with them. Oh, I mentioned a slinky earlier, huh? The reason, apparently, they had me tell you about the slinky, but I did order a whole bunch of slinkies, to be honest. But you remember, oh, way back, I guess you have to be pretty old to remember this one. There was a toy that you could drag around. It was a slinky dog, and um, I didn't have one. So I'm trying to picture what it looked like. I think it was a little plastic head, and you'd pull it, and it would stretch the slinky, and then the back end of the dog would have, like, little wheels, and then it would follow. And So why is it they did that? Oh, because everything catches up with us. And everything, if you want to be kind of funny and kind of like, you know, take responsibility. The, the, the slinky dog, the slinky dog in, in the nature of being a benign and sweet toy can still bite you, you know where. That's why they're showing a dog. Because the things we do, it will bite us. Whoever we brushed off when we didn't take the time. And yeah, we have to learn not to judge ourselves. We're human, we're tired, we're in pain, oblivious sometimes, sometimes just unconscious. That is the reason we came in, remember? So let's get back to it. Michaela wants to tell us about signs. She would go walking with her parents and with her mom every day, and she was learning with them. She wants to tell you that her favorite color is iridescence. And so her parents find little iridescent ribbons everywhere. Under, under their, um, what do they call it, the windshield wiper? By the side of the road, the dog will sniff it out. I have never seen any of that anywhere. And it isn't just at Easter when somebody pulled apart their basket and threw caution to the wind and littered. No, they've been finding this for years. 
I think they have buckets already. She's learned how to manifest and or pull it in depending on the need of the day. Can they manifest things? Yes, they can. Does it take a lot of energy? Oh, you bet it does. It's a lot easier for them to pull in a higher vibrational being to help them. Like we said, a butterfly, a hummingbird, those are high vibration. And again, this kid, I think he was in, in Manhattan when he says, I, I, you know, winter, I'm lucky if I get a squirrel, his mom knows to look. If a squirrel comes, stops short, looks at her when he really should be hibernating or whatever squirrels do, not out in the cold, she knows her son is trying to get to her. We all have different ways of perceiving. We absolutely have different ways of perceiving. They try to get through to us to indulge in and wake up and pull our senses. The five senses that we learn as a kid are, you know, that's what we're made up of. But we know that sensory power, you know, it's so funny when they finally came through with, oh, there's different kinds of IQs, like emotional IQ. Well, there's perception IQ as well. There are so many levels. And if somebody doesn't perceive something somewhere, maybe they do it somewhere else. We all process differently. What they're asking me to tell you is their desire is to get through to you and relieve you of some of the pain. One thing I know that I've said constantly is kids always know how to make their parents laugh. To me, that's magic. To me, that's absolute magic. Because there are situations that nobody can get you a present, nobody can say anything, nobody can... No, because it can't help the situation. But what can help the situation is learning and understanding that the love continues. And your kid is sure as hell still your kid. And your parents are still your parents. <laughs> love or hate that, they're laughing out there. Yeah, you, you, you can become emancipated spiritually if you want to, I guess. They're laughing out there. They're raising the vibe. They want you to chuckle. They want you to be in joy. They want you to be silly and whimsical. And there's a chorus of kids who are, <laughs> would the word be prelingual? They, they were here and they were learning the energy and maybe they were learning how to sound words. Maybe they had a couple of words and then they went out of body. Can you channel kids like that? Absolutely. Can I hear words? Yeah, I can hear them from dogs too because they'll translate out there. They'll do that to help get the message across to our minds that can accept it in that way more easily. But what's really coming through is the feelings. I, I channeled for a, a little girl to her dad, and she had gotten tangled up in something and um, wasn't able to breathe. And she talked about what happened. And it wasn't the horror that her dad pictured. It wasn't... It just felt all tight and weirdy, she says, weirdy in her head, and then she was out of body. Now, she didn't know those words. She wasn't, she wasn't really um, able to do that yet. You know, I, I, I can't even go to the proper languaging. They're actually giving me an example of not being able to find the words because sometimes it just goes <sighs> into the energy. Let that happen. Let the mind go ah, into the energy. Your loved ones are trying to get through to you right now. They've asked now. Take a moment. Ah, oh, just feel that. Is there an image? Maybe. Is there a bird pecking in the window? That'll be fun. Your lights flicker? That'll be cool too. But the number one thing is energy. 
Just feel how it feels. We refer to it here as the wave. And sometimes that wave is every hair is on end and every cell is sparked. Take a deep breath. Sometimes it's the gentle, quiet. And you know what image they want you to have here? Just breathe and just relax. And they came through with a delightful image. They want to put a candy under your pillow. The kids do. They want to put something sweet under your pillow, and they're showing the tooth fairy, if you were of that tradition, and if your kids were around for that part. Will you put a tooth under the pillow for the tooth fairy? There's something very beautiful in that. And they are taking that image and showing putting something sweet under your pillow so the mind can relax and the heart can expand. You see, they're learning along with us. Michaela says sometimes it's really easy to find that iridescent ribbon. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it'll be further away and she'll dance and hang around and her her mom or her dad will get this idea, let's go so-and-so over here today. So while sometimes she can manifest it, sometimes she can pull them to it right in the neighborhood, sometimes she'll take them on a day trip. They're ocean people, and they take Luna. And then they'll see something, and maybe it's the ribbon, or maybe it's something Michaela can find that's even bigger. Maybe it's just that right kind of bird. Maybe it's a reference to Disney, somebody's bathing suit. Something can be a little, a little varmint running by, She'll bring what she can. Our brain will sometimes have some preconceived ideas on how this should be done. Michaela's finding new ways. She's established a pattern with some, but she's always looking for something new. But it takes time for them to learn it. It takes time for us to learn it. And they're asking that we all give ourselves the patience that the ones I'm picking up on, I, I'm, I'm about to say, should there be a disclaimer that some of you are not? We all have moments when we feel like we're too tired or we could have done better. But I'm, her, I'm hearing from them from that you, you're their parents and they know your intention is good and they know you're trying, sometimes too hard, and they're asking you to have the patience for yourself that you had for them and learning and growing and relearning if maybe you weren't present or, or if you feel you need some correction in that and expansion. It's so easy. You know, it's, oh, they're funny. When, when kids just made a reference, in, in the olden days when you'd go and rent a movie, wouldn't you watch it right away because you had to give it back as opposed to if you owned it? It's so easy to take for granted the days and just think these days won't change. And then something happens and a loved one transitions out and there's so much you want to give. And even if you weren't withholding in any way, you might feel like you were because there's so much you want to share. They get it all. They get it all and it fills them up. Michaela says she's speaking for all these kids. They're okay because you're helping them be okay. Their angst, their pain is for us. They're not in pain because they know we are not separated, but they want us to be okay. And the catch is you can't fake it really till you make it. You have to allow, hey, you know, say goodnight, say I love you. 
But you have to grieve. You have to. And everybody's different, and no one can tell you what, how, what it is. But just know as you grieve and you release that lower vibration, you're surrounded by your loved ones who are easing your vibrational state and trying to help you bounce up to a higher frequency, of course, in honesty and authenticity so that you can expand and help you. So have patience for yourself. Have patience. We, we might not have known this was going to happen, this this transition of a loved one, or maybe we did and we're thinking about all the things we could have, would have, should have that we like to do in our head. Whatever it is, they're present. They're present to hear you. And the thing is, what all these kids want to ask is, if you're patient with yourselves, you're teaching them once again to be patient with themselves. Remember, you, you were trying to teach them whatever it is you were teaching. And they were learning. And maybe you got frustrated. Maybe they got really frustrated. But it's an expansion. And it's a patience. And, and a, a few kids, some of the younger ones, are saying, hey, the, the messier the mouth, the more food on the floor, the some that's thrown, the more fun can be had. It doesn't all have to be that heavy. It could be silly and whimsical. But you need to remember that while you're grieving, we're grabbing at anything we can. And they're working very, very, very hard to provide it. So let's give them a break and know that they're trying. Let's thank them with all our hearts for their intention. And let's align ourselves with kindness with our own heart, whatever went down. Because your desire is to expand and to love and even if you're not looking at resting, you want everyone to have peace. Even if you're not resting, you want to expand and know that you can take a breath. And even if there's so much to work through, or not at all, how very important to not just state the obvious and the biggest. It's really about the love that continues and continues always for each other, for divine, for the animals, for everything on the earth, and for those who are past yet present. Thank you for sharing this energy and space. Together we collaborate, raising the vibration for all. I'm Marilyn Cap, author of Love is Greater Than Pain, and you can find me at MarilynCapp.com. Remember, the healing continues with those who are past yet present. I'm Laura Worcester, host of the Intuitive Life Podcast. As an intuitive medium and teacher working with the world of spirit, I love to share the peace that comes with the awareness that our departed loved ones are still with us. And I also love to help people explore what it means to live an intuitively led life. Start listening now on mindbodyspirit.fm or wherever you get your podcasts.